J. Crew, one of the few places I've actually enjoyed going shopping, is going bankrupt. What lessons can we learn about money from this? Maybe a lot. Financial columnist and best-selling author Liz Weston joins me to talk about it, just like she just did in the New York Times. It's Thursday, May 7th, and this is Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan. I'm Joe Salcihai. And I'm Liz Weston, coming to you from Los Angeles. Where you're hunkered down, Liz. Is that how you hunkered say it? Down. Hunkered down. Looking out at the beautiful sunshine. <laughs> this is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Today, we're tackling one from the Wall Street Journal. Not only do we read them like some podcasts, but we're going to dive into how these affect your wallet, what you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively. And if that's not enough, we'll also share a big idea at the end of today's show that can help you be better with your money the rest of your day and all usually in less than 20 minutes. Today's show is brought to you by Ubiquity Retirement and Savings. Thanks to them for supporting Money with Friends. Ubiquity offers simple online affordable small business retirement solutions starting at just $75 a month. Get ahead of the future with help from Ubiquity's team of experts. Visit myubiquity.com to learn more. That's M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y.com to learn more. And Liz Weston from the Smart Money Podcast is back. Liz, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? You are, I'm doing fantastic. What's actually pretty funny is though, we do this live on Facebook and what I'm seeing now for, you are looking very green to me right now. <laughs> well, and I'm looking at myself and I'm doing that blinking thing I did last time. And so are you. There's like a stutter <laughs> effect going on. I have no idea what's going on. That's but. what we love about doing this live and without a net. So uh, <laughs> we're going to today talk about J. Crew. Let's uh, see who's going to help us kick off today's show. This is Andy from Derby, Vermont. The money talking party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. All right. Today's piece comes to us from the Wall Street Journal. It is uh, written by uh, Sama Biswas and Suzanne Kapner. And uh, it's titled J. Crew Tumbles into Bankruptcy in the Wake of Coronavirus. J. Crew Group Incorporated, which brought preppy style to malls across the U.S. in the 90s before stumbling in recent years became the first big retail chain to seek bankruptcy protection and what's expected to be a wave of defaults in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. The retailer filed for Chapter 11 protection in U.S. Bankruptcy Court in Richmond, Virginia, after reaching a deal with a group of lenders and bondholders to swap about $2 billion in debt for an 82% stake in the reorganized J. Crew. Like a number of retailers, J. Crew shut some 500 stores in March, as the fast-spreading coronavirus prompted government officials to mandate non-essential businesses to close. With most of their sales gone, retailers that were struggling before the pandemic have laid off tens of thousands of workers, decided not to pay April rents, and tapped credit lines. J. Crew expects to lose $900 million in sales because of the store closures due to the COVID-19 outbreak, according to a filing with the court by Michael J. Nicholson, the company's chief operating officer. The apparel brand had struggled for years with slumping sales and a hefty debt load from a leveraged buyout by private equity firms. It had six consecutive years of losses before the pandemic prompted it to close stores and scrap plans to raise cash by spinning off its Madewell chain. Private equity firms typically buy companies using a small amount of their own funds and lots of borrowed money. 
If sales and profits don't meet targets, the debt can become too burdensome and the company can tip into bankruptcy. Nine of the 10 retailers that defaulted on their debt last year were owned by private equity firms, although not all of them ended up in court protection, according to Mickey Chata, a senior credit officer at Moody's Investor Service. While J. Crew is the first big retailer to file for bankruptcy since the outbreak, others could soon follow. Neiman Marcus Group is also in the process of completing talks with multiple groups of lenders ahead of a planned bankruptcy filing. And JCPenney Company has been in talks with lenders for bankruptcy financing that could total $1 billion, the Wall Street Journal has reported. Here's a quote. J. Crew's bankruptcy will be the first in a wave of defaults among retailers with weak balance sheets, said Raya Sokol, oh boy. yeah. <laughs> Sokolyanska, a vice president at Moody's. The disruption has been most acute for apparel retailers who need to unload unsold inventory to raise cash. S&P Global Ratings analyst Sarah Wyeth estimates a 20% default rate for retailers and restaurants whose debt is rated speculative grade. Whew. Twenty uh, percent default rate. One one in five for speculative grade grade uh, uh, retailers and restaurants. That's that's a ton, Liz. That's a huge hit. That's going to be uh, kind of amazing to watch. You know, um, uh, talking about retail chains and bankruptcy protection probably isn't something that our audience is interested in. But what I think we are interested in is how how this. You know, not only do we have a lot of uh, a lot of chains happening, excuse me, not only do we have a lot of chains that are going bankrupt, we also have many people going bankrupt. And you actually, as I talked about before, I'm telling everybody, my friend Liz Weston, talking about this very same thing, but on a personal basis, in the New York Times the other day, what's what's the story for individuals? That looks pretty ugly too. Yeah, we were talking about this a while back, and we realized that bankruptcy filings are just going to skyrocket. There's so many people that were on the edge before this happened. And then, you know, even a couple weeks without a paycheck is enough to send some people over the edge. As this goes on and on and, and the ripple effects keep happening, the prediction is that the bankruptcy filings for people as well as businesses are going to go through the roof. What's interesting is that the filings for April are actually down oh. almost 50 percent from a year earlier. And my co-host, uh, Sean Piles, with our podcast said it's kind of like watching the water recede right before the tsunami hits. Oh. And I think that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be spectacular. I want to I, I want to ask a, a couple things. Something that that we saw here is that uh, we read that that when it comes to J. Crew, they've been meeting with creditors already. Later on in the piece, we didn't read the entire piece, but down deeper in the piece, they talk about how they're uh, they're you know talking to their landlords about maybe better rent. They're talking to all kinds of people. They actually got a loan for bankruptcy from people. When it comes to individuals, is that what we should do first too? I know that I know that maybe there's some things we can do before bankruptcy. Should we go talk to our creditors first before we enter into bankruptcy? Well, there's a lot of things you should do first. So I'm trying to like on the fly prioritize. One of the things I would do right away, though, is if you were struggling before the pandemic or you can see yourself being in trouble in a month or two, go talk to a bankruptcy attorney right now because 
the general personal finance advice you get, a lot of it needs to be flipped on its head. So the things that you hear you should be doing maybe are not the best thing to do if you are going to file for bankruptcy. So I would go talk to a bankruptcy attorney now before they get super busy. And getting in early means that you will get a better picture of what you need to do if you do have to file. Even if you, you, know, you think the chances are huge that you never will file talking to a bankruptcy attorney about your options can really set you up. I'm wondering so, about, I'm, I'm wondering about something there, Liz, as, as, mm-hmm. as you're speaking, one thing I'm thinking about is that, you know, a guy who, a guy who sells tires thinks that cars need new tires, right? Uh, right. Uh, there's a, there's a joke on this uh, great show I've been watching lately. Um, Never have I other written by Mindy Kaling. I can recommend the show to everybody. It's very funny, but, but her uncle sells security systems. All he talks about is how great security systems are and how your house isn't protected enough. Isn't, yes. a, isn't a bankruptcy attorney going to tell you that you should file bankruptcy? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and not if it actually doesn't make sense. They won't tell you that. But (laughs) a lot of people should file and won't. And a lot of people should file and don't. So the idea that people rush into bankruptcy really is is misplaced. What happens typically is that people wait too long and they do things that are not in their best interest. They do things like they take their money out of their retirement fund to pay off their credit card debt. They wind up in bankruptcy court anyway, where that money, if it had stayed in the retirement fund, would have been safe. Another thing that we talk about all the time is, you know, if you can pay your mortgage, don't ask for forbearance because you're still going to owe that debt. Well, if you wind up in bankruptcy court, maybe you need a couple of months or more of forbearance so that you can save up the money just to file. Thing three, we tell people, oh, you need that three month emergency fund, save, save, save. If you do that and leave it in a savings account, your creditors can come take it. So if that's the case, if you think you'll be filing, maybe put it into a Roth IRA instead. You can get out your contributions at any time, no taxes, no penalties. And while it's in there, it's safe from your creditors. So those are the kinds of things I was talking about. It's a different way of thinking. And if you don't know about it, you might be shooting yourself in the foot. I'm not saying that everybody should go file bankruptcy because obviously it's not going to be a good idea for probably a majority of people. But there are enough people out there that were in trouble before this happened where they're going to wind up in bankruptcy. The question is, are they going to do it when it still makes sense or are they going to wind up even worse off down well, the road? Yeah, they're going to wait too long. That's It's so common. And and doing things like even you know paying back your, your mom gave you a loan. You pay back the loan before you file for bankruptcy. Well, the trustee can go take the money from your mom. Or you know if you do certain transfers and things like that, that's why you need an expert's help. You need to talk this through with somebody that understands how the bankruptcy laws work in your state. So at least you have that information. You don't have to file, but at least you know what might be out there and what you need to do. Which is interesting. That's how we can draw a correlation with this story, I think, Liz, is that looking at Jay Crew, they're talking to a bunch of experts, right? I mean, they they don't just go, well, time to declare bankruptcy. We're not really sure how it works. Like they're negotiating with everybody. And this is a well-designed thing that will hopefully make them much stronger when they come out. Yeah. And that's the thing about personal bankruptcy has that ability too to wipe the slate clean so that you can get restarted in your life, rebuild your credit, rebuild your retirement or whatever, you know, the the bankruptcy laws are there so that you don't wind up being in a virtual debtor's prison for your whole life, trying to pay debt that you can't pay. You get to 
get a clean start and start over. That's why the laws are there. And they're there for individuals as well as for businesses. The difference is a business will go hire an attorney to do these negotiations for them. And people try to bumble along on their own and they wind up making all kinds of mistakes. So that's kind of why I wrote the column is I realized people don't know this information. And the people who have this information are the bankruptcy attorneys, and they aren't going to talk to them until it's too late. So I'm going to tell them now. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Uh, uh, you talk about wiping the slate clean, though. You declare bankruptcy. Clearly, the slate is not completely clean. It's not like a coverall that we should all just go run out and do. What's the What's the downside? How are you going to get hit negatively when you when you declare bankruptcy? Well, I've been told by the FICO folks that the single worst thing you can do for your credit scores is file bankruptcy. And you will typically fall to the mid 500s. So if your credit's already trashed when you file, you may it not have far matter. to go. But most people, right. you know, they're, they're going to struggle for a while. Their credit's going to suffer. It's going to drop when they file. Interesting thing is right after the filing, their credit starts to recover. And that's something we didn't know until an academic went and looked at a bunch of data and realized that people's credit actually starts to recover the second, basically right when they file for a chapter seven. So it's something that was, it's not well known, but that is the way you do start getting your act back together. If you've been, if you've got debt that you can't pay. Well, that makes a lot of sense because if you, you know, we, we used to talk about when I was a financial planner, there are the leaves of the tree and there's the root of the problem, right? And definitely bankruptcy will clear off all the leaves. But if at the same time you can fix the root of the problem and start brand new and start building a really good foundation after bankruptcy, yeah, I can't imagine you, your credit can't get worse. And I can't imagine that now, you know, your use of any credit that you have won't be anything but responsible. I mean, if you, if you're going to touch the stove three, four or five times, that's, that's, you know, ridiculous. Well, there are people that do that. I mean, there sure. are people who are recidivists, I guess is the word they keep filing, but now there's eight years between filings. And that's something else that we should at least mention is that you want to file basically when things are starting to get better a lot of times, because you want to make sure that the problem is behind you. You don't want to file and wind up having, you know, being in a worse shape a year or two down the road. So that, that eight-year period is something to take super seriously and make sure that you're doing this at the right time. Uh, I had a friend who had a relative who racked up all kinds of medical bills, and they were just waiting for her to recover so that she could file for bankruptcy because they didn't want to be oh. in the middle of a bankruptcy and then have to do, you know, and be in a position where she had more bills a year or two later. Yeah, uh, that's, that, that's so interesting. And so, so much more strategic than what we hear about. Uh, we do this live, uh, on Facebook, uh, uh, and it's, it's, uh, a fun day here between Liz. Uh, somebody said that Liz, uh, Liz, you look like you're on a rave. You see that one? No, <laughs> I can't see myself at all. <laughs> well, we we actually went to just me on the screen, but it but that was pretty funny. Liz is turning green, so people thought you were maybe having some problems with your lunch. But uh, getting to the point here, uh, uh, Josh says uh, not just retail stores, but companies like Hertz are hurting badly too. They're the only Fortune 500 company headquartered in my county, Lee, Florida, and that would be a major hit in the travel tourism industry. I I can't imagine, Liz. I mean, if you're in travel tourism, if you're in and um, uh, uh, obviously retail getting hit, restaurants getting hit, uh, any companies that serve those industries are really being hit hard. 
Yeah, there's such a downstream effect. And I was reading something about all those people that bought Airbnb appoint apartments yes. or built the little units or whatever. And nobody saw this coming. You cannot prepare for something like this. So a lot of those folks will be going down the tubes as well. Yeah, by, by 10 normal. Airbnbs and highly leverage them, what could go wrong? Oh, Man. There we go. Not not good. You know, the, the the four rudest words right now would be I told you so so we're not going <laughs> to do that gonna, but no. no but but seriously how could we have told you so like n to your point nobody saw this coming I mean maybe yeah. not maybe not highly leveraging anything is ever a good strategy but but still nobody saw that uh, in just a second Liz and I will have our big takeaways uh, from today's piece about uh, J Crew's bankruptcy but first I want to say a big thanks to Ubiquity Retirement and Savings for supporting Money with Friends you know as we start to recover they're going to have a lot of people out there looking for jobs and there are going to be people that are going to be comparing the benefits that you have and historically you may May have thought that having good benefits was super expensive. Well, welcome to Ubiquity Retirement and Savings because it's not complicated. Ubiquity makes it easy to save for the future on your terms and within your budget. Just a few clicks, you can see 401k plans that are designed by experts online or talk to them and tailor a plan that meets your specific needs and the needs of your employees. Ubiquity's affordable flat fee plan started just $75 a month. So whether you're a solopreneur, or you have a team of 100 employees, Everybody gets the same exceptional service at Ubiquity. Kickstart your future at myubiquity.com. That's M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y.com to learn more. Big thanks to them. And and I'm, I, I like any company that can make retirement savings simpler for the employer. Because as you know, Liz, if it's simple for the employer and they do it, studies show that, that uh, if your employer has a plan, you're much more likely to save. Oh, yeah, like multiple times more likely to save. It makes a huge difference in people's lives. Yeah, it helps everybody. What's our big takeaway from this piece, Liz? Basically, if you were in trouble before the pandemic, maybe you should make that appointment with the bankruptcy attorney right now. And if you think you could be in trouble, maybe make it as well. You want to know the lay of the land before you get in any deeper. Yeah, I don't think I have anything to add. I mean, ta-da, I'm just going to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say I'm with Liz because I think that's that's uh, important advice right now with things moving as quickly as they are. It, the, the fact that it's the fact is that it's better to be early than late to this game and to start getting your facts together early, I think, is the important lesson here. Yeah, you don't want to file right away. Definitely. But you do want to get as much information as you can. Tomorrow, Liz and I will be back. We're going to talk about the beef shortage going on, um, even at Wendy's. Where's the beef at Wendy's? Uh, uh, Liz, by the way, before we sign off, you got to tell us what the heck's going on at the podcast at, at Smart Money. Oh, we just had our very first guest uh, outside of NerdWallet. We had Chris Browning from Pod, uh, Popcorn Finance. Oh, yeah, Finance Popcorn came Finance. And to us about wanting to buy a home in Southern California, first-time home buyer. So that's uh, nerdwallet.com slash podcast if you want to check it out. That's awesome. And if I had Chris Browning's voice, Liz. Oh, that guy, just amazing. And what yes. a heck of a, and he's not just all voice either, by the way. Chris Browning's an incredible, incredible guy. Sweetheart. Absolute yes. sweetheart of a guy. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, and the and the Smart Money Podcast, wherever finer podcasts are distributed. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so on behalf of Liz Weston, I'm Joe Saul Seahawk. We'll be back here tomorrow. See you then. Bye-bye.
show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Sihai and Bobby Rebel and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.